NCA show an anti anti semitic show man for November 9th, 2022. How's it going? I don't think I ever used the anti semitic in the A before. Well, I finally did because I wanted to talk about Kyrie Irving. I'll put this off for a couple weeks, but whatever, here it is. Originally, I wanted to talk to our friend Tommy who wanted to defend himself against. <laughs> I don't know what there to defend was. I don't think I don't think the conversations are so bad from what we recorded a year ago. <laughs> it's been my backup audio material, but we didn't get to because I didn't feel well. Uh, although we hung out this past weekend. So, anyways, uh, right right to the point. Kyrie Irving. I don't want to take too long on this one. Um, I don't know why he's not waived yet. If I were the owner of the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, the Joseph side, I would have waved his ass right now. It's not one two three-strike thing. I mean, it's a three-strike thing at this point. The latest anti-Semitic, you know, promotion of it. It really is a promotion. He's keep denying it. Other people, players won't say it, but it really is. If you're going to put it on a platform, like on your own Twitter, where you're saying, hey, you know, watch and learn and all that shit. And when that documentary that's still on Amazon is sharing a lot of revisionist history and a lot of historians coming in and like correcting it and go like, look, this is the extremism of the black Israelites, the black Hebrew Israelites. And people call this out and then the guy won't listen. And then, uh, you know, I, I understand sentiment from some of the, I guess the black Twitter, black social media, they're going like, oh, how come Nike didn't step in when no... <laughs> And then, like, when it comes to Jewish people, hmm, emoji, the thinking emoji. I get it, but at the same time, like, when you're jumping into the extremist side of the view, where he would not acknowledge that it was an anti-Semitic piece, and he's, Kyrie Irving, the latest defense is like, how can I be anti-Semitic, you know, when I know where I came from, which is already a dangerous rhetoric if you listen to the people who are like even between the black Hebrew Israelite sects are like, no no no, like you gotta you gotta watch this shit out. And all this time I was thinking, especially the controversy with Kyrie and then the Jewish people the last three weeks is like, what does Amari Stoudemire think? <laughs> the former Nick, former Phoenix son, who was actually completely converted into Judaism and then he went to Israel and you know follow the learnings and the latest you know thing i saw that he heavily criticized Kyrie about the view that Kyrie was spewing from the documentary that was out if you don't know what the documentary is called it's called the n-word to the uh no the hebrews to the n-word people uh wake up black america you know something like that and but basically long story short if you don't know it's basically the it's going down the rabbit hole of chosen people and then the chosen people as you can imagine are the black people so the black people are truly the chosen people which are the jewish people the israelites which i to be honest that's not the extreme part of it the next extreme part of it is like how the rest of the history of the truly chosen people were erased over the years by jewish and other colonizers and whatnot and i just go like okay and a bunch of people did a research on this and yeah, there are black Hebrew Israelites over the history of it, North Africa, Jerusalem, Israel, you know, all that area. That said, I was just like, it's going down the rabbit hole. Is like, and then there's some sect about the slavery is a fault 
of the black people where like it's a punishment for not following the God's word. So it's like, you know, it's a punishment from God, which is why Kanye was spewing shit like slavery was a choice and all that shit. And then I just go like, it, it, this, this rhetoric, which usually resides a lot with, in my view, European whites, Caucasians, black people, and then I guess some Muslims, but I, I don't hear this much in, amongst Asian people unless I'm missing some extreme gr- extremist groups that are like, we're the chosen people of God, which is an incredibly dangerous rhetoric. And I, outside looking in, given what's been happening with like Black Lives Matter and then all the white extremist, nationalist, populist movement that's going everywhere, I understand feeling anxious and, you know, needing to fucking, you know, defend your identity. But at the same time, I was like, I don't think the answer, especially for multicultural, vibrant, global world that we live in, and especially in countries like United States and Canada, and many parts of Europe, as there are a lot of immigrants, I don't think it's a good idea to pit minority against minority and all that shit, and then just continue the same hate. And Kyrie refusing to apologize for that view and then how dangerous his rhetoric is should have been punished from the very beginning instead of, you know, Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, Joseph Tsai, the owner of the Nets, giving so much rope on this, you know, and it, it, it took multiple attempts and multiple days of, I don't know, some kind of hostage, nego- hostage negotiation with Tyree then said, we're going to suspend them for no less than five games. It was too late. He spoke already. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Many attempts of his press releases that he was doing was already, and he never single-handedly you know, acknowledged that, like, look, are you really, do you, what parts of the, I, somebody asked this. What part, okay, let's watch the documentary together, which has been, you know, reviewed multiple times by a gazillion people. And then, you know, Kyrie says he doesn't agree with all parts of the documentary. And it's like, okay, so which parts do you agree then? It's like, yeah, you need an actual sit down and then explain yourself. Otherwise, like, Nike pulling out way too late, in my opinion, and NBA stepping in, not really stepping in, you know, and then making this, like, fucking what is a virtue signaling of $500,000 match each other donation. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It, and I'm also disappointed, like, Kevin Durant and LeBron James not really speaking up and saying, there's no place for this. Kyrie is wrong. No NBA player has so far come up and said he is wrong, as far as I can find, unless the media is not covering it. Kevin Durant had to come up with, like, we need to move past beyond this. This is not cool. Or, like, LeBron just, like, skirting around the issue and, like, you know, there's no hate for this place in the game. Then, again, this is the same guy who sounded like a Chinese basketball player. <laughs> I had an episode about that in 2019. Well, listen to it. And, you know, everyone knows Kyrie's a great player. And then I'm sure there's some other NBA players who agree with Kyrie's sentiment, which I think is an incredibly, incredibly dangerous notion. And... He, you got a nib at the bud right here. It's like free speech, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to stop you right there because of with Kyrie's situation. He, his case has been an incredible knucklehead case, you know, for over three years at this point. So if you remember last year, the whole anti-vaxxer thing, like whatever. 
I, I really don't find his position much different from Aaron Rodgers or whatever, you know, other athletes, you know, Djokovic or something, and other NBA players who are, like, refusing to do it and doubting the allergic reaction of it. Like, and I go, like, okay, you're wrong, but you, it's your body. I guess it's your choice, and you're taking this arrogant view as a prime athlete. I understand how you feel that way about your body, and knowing your body the best, I agree with you. At the same time, the knowledge you're just spewing based on, oh, I might have an allergic reaction, it's unproven, you know, and then keep doubting the whole, especially amongst like minority communities with the vaccine. I understand the historical context of it, which is why they were trying to so hard to find like black and brown people for the, you know, testing of it to get like safe data. And then it turned out to be okay. But like, Kyrie and a bunch of NBA players and also like Letitia Wright and the Black Panther were like spewing this shit. Okay. That's the second one. I'm going backwards from the recent history. Flat Earther shit. I thought it was a joke at the time because I was like, ah, I thought it was Uncle Drew and then all that. He was fucking around. But apparently, according to LeBron, he, Kyrie was fucking serious about this shit. And then I go like, come <laughs> on. And then Kyrie at the same time goes like fans around the globe. And I'm like, okay, maybe he was joking. And also he mysteriously disappeared from like whatever mental issue that he had at the Brooklyn Nets last year. And not to mention all the drama that he went through in Boston Celtics, his so-called hometown team. He went there, went with another free agent who was injured a lot, Gordon Hayward, coming up with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. And... Celtics flopped, and then the he just like incinerated the fan base and then the rest of the team. And then once Kyrie left, it was much better. Isaiah Thomas was a better point guard for that team. <laughs> this guy, I think Doug Smith from Toronto Star pointed this out. What teammate has Kyrie Irving made better in every stop that he's been? Cleveland Cavaliers, Celtics, the Nets. No one. Like... Kyrie's a great ball player and ball hander, but like, he hasn't produced anything. And then if I were also the owner of the Nets, you know, granted, you know, I inherited a lot of this mess. I I don't know how like, if I were the owner, I would have pulled this shit up because I I've had it with this shit. See, you try to get big two with Kyrie and KD after the twenty nineteen off season in that summer. And KD was hurt, didn't play. And Kyrie played when he was great, but like, whatever. You got rid of all your depth players to make that happen. And then you depleted your draft picks to get James Harden, who didn't realize how high the taxes in Brooklyn were, and he didn't like it, how fucking congested, I guess, the Brooklyn is, and decided to go to, like, trade me. So they, they, you know, he forced a hand to trade him to fucking Philly for useless Ben Simmons. Who, for some reason, is still not shooting and is like, oh, is injured. And which makes me ask, like, I talked about Ben Simmons last year, and I just go, like, get some mental help and then recover yourself, especially when he, the time that he took off last year. And clearly, he's still not healed after one season. And I'm like, okay, we got a bigger problem here. I, to me, then, he's not medically cleared. So why is he fucking getting paid and playing? And then, like, KD, like, coming this offseason, they fire Steve Nash or I'm gone. I get his frustration also because the roster is such dog shit. Kyrie's not playing. James Harden was hurt and not playing. Ben Simmons, he came over, not plays. He's by himself. 
Yeah, I still remember the 2020. Was it 2020? 2021. Uh, not the bubble. You know, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Kevin Durant played the full 53 minutes, including that overtime. And then he airballed the last shot that could tie it or give the lead. Give him the lead for the Nets in that game. But I'm like, dude, Katie gave everything in that fucking game. I've never, I've, I've never seen anyone do that in the most recent memory of it, NBA. The team had no depth. And this league needs depth, as evidenced by the Raptors, the Warriors, and, you know, even the Lakers, if you look at the last, and then Milwaukee Bucks, if you look at all the championships, they have depth. Because it's a long season, and then not every, you know, everyone's not going to play 82 games at this point. And you need depth, and then other people to step up and shoot. Nets don't have that. Lakers now don't have that. You know, the bubble league had some balanced roster in a bunch of short time, but I still think that's a fluke championship. But Nets as a whole, I just go like, fuck this. I, if I were the owner, I would have waved Kyrie's ass right now. Like, you're not going to trade. Like, he's going to be a free agent. He's going to be, like, untouchable at this point. Like, Kyrie's on the next level, kind of like Candace Owens and Kanye. You think you're pseudo-intellect when you're clearly, like, fucking privileged to the next level, thinking you're invincible. And then, like, I think he's surrounded by bad influences. Maybe it's his aunt. Maybe it's his parents. I don't fucking know. But he's not from a, like, so bad of a family that, like, He's in this fucking bubble. And everyone's like lauding him to be some kind of martyr savior, which I don't understand. I was like, he's a martyr to himself. Not the rest of the NBA or not the rest of the black people, to be frank. And I'm glad like Shaq and Charles Barkley stepped up and talked and stuff. And then, you know, I just, I just like, Charles is right. Shaq is right. He's an idiot. Charles was right. Should have been suspended. It's too late. This is wrong. The elder generation, you know, no. <laughs> this isn't some, some Jewish mainstream media con- trying to control the narrative and all that shit. No, no, no. The very fact that he's spewing this amount of hate and not acknowledging it and saying, I'm not for everything Alex Jones says and skirting around it, trying to sound smart when in fact he believes this shit and not able to own it like a man. Tells me all you need to know. And then that's how he's on the court, unfortunately. I hate bringing, like, off-court shit into on-court, but, like, fuck, everywhere he goes, it's some fucking toxic material. So I just go, like, fucking wave his ass. And Kevin Durant that's gonna be, is not going to be happy. until it's like, okay, we'll find what we can do. But, like, I will blow it up. Because that's the right thing to do. But I don't think Joseph Sy is going to do it. Because he's going to, like, they got Steve Nash you know, fired. They said it's mutually departed, but the fact that the messaging also got, like, fluffed, it was a mess. But I think Steve Nash is glad that he's out of it because that wasn't a good situation to go into. And then, dude, he was one win away from going to the NBA championship or conference final, at least. And then he didn't build a roster. Sean Marks did. And then the Nets also thinking about going Ime Udoka from the Celtics after his, like, whatever boss, you know, subordinate scandal that he refused to whatever and then all also there's a fucking nba social media going like it was consensus and i'm like no no god damn it how many times do you have to visit about power dynamic and then the organization told you stop it and then he wouldn't stop it like oh he's a great coach you think he's gonna step in and all of a sudden fix the defense and that's gonna like make it better the fact that dan news also came out right after steve nash got fired and it's like we'll consider email you they it might get announced within 48 hours 
just told me how loose the lips of the nets are and then like how much of a dysfunction this is. So if I were the owner, I would have said, fuck it, you're all fired. You think it's an emotionally heated move, but it's not. Like, if you have a trash general manager who can't handle your superstars and it's a superstar-driven league, you see Rob Palenka and how the Lakers roster is constructed. If you're going to have no backbone against some of these like superstar players while accommodating for them, I'm sorry, like, you can't, you can't have this situation. It's just toxic. And even, like, what's the one Kevin Durant going to do good of? Because you're not going to win like this. You're not going to... Yeah, so I say blow it up. But they wouldn't do it. They should have blown it up. I would have blown it up this offseason. Because you knew this wasn't going to happen. Ben Simmons wasn't going to play. Kyrie's going to be a headache. Kitty's just going to be frustrated. And you have no depth the rest of the team. So what is the point? <laughs> Maybe play for the play-in and celebrate like the Timberwolves. You know, if you get the eighth spot, you celebrate like you just won the championship. I don't know. So yeah, but that's my thought. Kyrie's a headache, and there's way too much trail record at this, and he should have been fucking waived. And what he's spewing is a true, like, hate. And him failing to acknowledge it, acknowledging it, acting like he's a martyr, is even more dangerous. And it's just incredible that, like, some of this, I guess, their troll accounts also, like, if you look at the comments, they don't call out on it. But I guess that's a toxic part of the social media. But anyways, what do you think? Email me at a-show at outlook.com. Email me at a-show at outlook.com. And then uh, we'll see you next week. Oh my God, time's back in the state of time. Awesome. Bye.